Welcome, you've reached the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. The Brothers Journey is where we connect brother to brother, seeking wisdom and knowledge on our way to building understanding. Join the journey with Brother Steve. We will have real discussions and thought-provoking interviews on a wide range of topics for the purpose of creating a winning strategy. Together we will work to sharpen our vision and encourage action for our kingdom assignment. Now let's get it. Welcome to the Brother's Journey Show. The signpost for today's episode reads, When God Says Yes. The deeper topic and question is, what do you do when God really says yes or you feel that push? Brother Steve will discuss what happens and more importantly, your response when you feel God is saying or showing you that now is your time. As always, I'll start by giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my loving wife, Rita, and you brothers. Thank you for your time and traveling along this journey. Our scripture reference comes from Malachi 3 and 10 that reads, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if you will, if I will not open you up the windows of heaven and pour out you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. You know, the scripture is one that is used pretty much every Sunday in an attempt to get the people to give and then give some more. I will confess I was in a season at the church where I used this to motivate the giving. I was asked to, I've asked God to forgive me for any of the possible missteps. To God be the glory. A lot has been written about tithing and the whole concept of giving in the church. That is not the purpose of this episode, but is the foundation to what we will talk about later. You know, we have the concept of tithing, and then we also have, you know, things like the law of reciprocity. You know, the law of reciprocity simply explains it is that when someone does something for you, you feel obligated to reciprocate or do something in return for them or someone else. So when God does something good for you, which happens to be millions of times per day, maybe you should in some way try to do something for God. And I know you're asking, how can I do something for God? One possible way could, could be maybe you do something for his people. Today we will give up, we will come up with another, today we have came up with another name for it. You know, we call it paying it forward. Paying it forward is when someone does something good for you, you in turn do something good for someone else. Whatever it is, I'm a believer in several things. One, God works in ways we don't understand. Two, when you do good, good things happen. Three, when you do dirt, you get dirty. Four, well, if the smart people understand that putting something in the universe finds their way back to you, then it must be something to it. And five, you know, as a novice gardener, I understand the concept of sowing and reaping. But as I tell you, it's so crazy that one of my friends who was always borrowing money will say, you know, brother, I got seeds in the ground. And as soon as they sprout, I'm going to give this back to you a hundredfold. And I'm just, you know, OK, brother, we'll just leave that alone. But brothers, just like in gardening, weeds will also grow in your garden. So you have to always pay attention to where, what and how you sow your seeds when it comes to putting in work. You must know for yourself if the ground, which the person, place, or thing that you're sowing is actually good. 
Yes, that also means the church, place of worship, ministry, charity, or any person on the street, you give a few dollars. Hebrews 13 and 2 tells you, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by some doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So it's possible that homeless person, ask, homeless person asking you for spare chains is actually an angel sent to, sent from God to test your heart. What do you think? What does, what does this have to do with when God says yes? Well, I was having a conversation with a young man this week or last week and was sharing with him my current season in time, telling him that in the past few months, it seems that things are coming, coming at me from many different directions. I hesitate to call them blessings because they haven't manifested yet, but all of the opportunities are coming and I have to be very prayerful not to get distracted from what he called me to do, which is sharing a few encouraging nuggets through this podcast. I want to take a pause for the cause and thank you all for taking the time by checking out the Brothers Journey Show. We are truly just getting started. So I thank you and I pray God continues to bless you and your family. To God be the glory. Along the journey, we have to be very careful to keep our eyes, minds, and spirits open to all that's going on around us. Yes, if you watch the news or listen to those bitter people with all of their drama, you too will see all the evil in the world. Brothers, you must be aware the enemy is the prince of the air, which means he has some control over those who push the negative agenda for the sake of profit. But we also have to keep sending out good positive messages to let those listening know that Jesus is very much alive and in control. Social media is a prime example for the need of balance. So many people have taken their own lives, for example, because of things sent to them through social media. It seems the solution would be just to turn it off. But when it's where you live, it's hard to unplug that negativity and tap into the real source of love and life. I hope, I truly hope the brother's journey will reach that brother in time to keep him from doing something that may destroy his life. I need your help. Remember, you are your brother's keeper. Okay, so back to, you know, what do we do when God says yes? By that, I mean, if you are like me, I was raised in the church, and one part of that education was the financial matters of church operation. You know, I was one of those people who went in the back and, you know, and counted up the money each Sunday, and then was tasked with the offertory appeal. In other words, it was my job to get the people to start giving. Again, I've asked God to forgive me for any missteps I may have had during that time. The point is, I have a little understanding of the whole church giving thing, which leads me to the point of this episode. As I was telling the young man this week, when God opens the window, and as the scripture says, you don't have room enough to receive it, you start to think, what is really going on? Now, really, I've had moments recently that I didn't have enough room in my head to process all that was being sent in my direction. And I'm also aware that the enemy will send things to distract you from your real mission. Knowing that if he can get you off your game, chasing a few dollars, you're no better than the next so-called follower of Jesus. This is where you have to know something about God and how he moves and then seek guidance for your next decision. 
Some things are easy to discern, you know, legal, moral. Is it going to cause someone else some hardship for me to profit? Profit, You know, it will cause drama in the house. Those kind of things are easy, easy no's. But you have to share with your spouse, you know, and if you're like mine, she'll ask a thousand questions. And if you can't answer them all, you know, to the best of your ability or to her satisfaction, then that's pretty much a sign for a pause, a stop, or in some cases, turn and go in another direction. Brothers, I know you don't want to hear this, but that woman God sent you can keep you out of trouble more than you want. Trust me, I know. I've made decisions and didn't tell her, but then had to tell her the results of those decisions. And when I tell you my little sweet country country girl all of a sudden got hood gangster, and let's just say there was no peace in the house for a minute. I've learned to avoid that drama by bringing her into the conversation at the beginning and getting her input on whatever course we are taking. It has saved us. And it will also cost us, but by not make taking those chances that could have been profitable, um, a profitable outcome. I'm sure you've heard it said that scared money can't win or slow feet don't eat, as I recently heard. Well, when you're faced with an opportunity to make a great profit, but it will cost you all you have, what do you do? I've heard it say that the operations of the universe is so complex that the human mind can't comprehend. One person, and I'm not sure his title, could have been a minister, a scientist, or something like that, said that the blessings are in movement and are trying to catch up with you. Sometimes we are on the wrong path and we miss them. But when you tap into the rhythm of God, and as we know, put some good into the atmosphere, then the process starts and that good is trying to find you. As my boy would say, I have seeds in the ground and now I'm seeing the possibility of those seeds taking root and some fruit is starting to show up. One thing I will be sure to do is continue sowing every chance I get. Now, recall a time when I was looking for a situation to sow or looking for to do some good. And one time, you know, that comes to mind is Rita and I were out eating dinner and this young brother was out with his daughter. And it looked like, you know, it was his weekend or his Friday night to be with her. Anyway, you know, so they was having a great time. And so I it moved on me to pay for their meal. So when I told a waitress to bring me his check, she was moved and said, hey, let me get on this, get in on this. And she put a few dollars toward his bill. So that encounter had several purposes. You know, one of them to show the young brother that if you do good, someone is watching and your reward is soon coming. Hopefully he shared this with his daughter, you know, what happened and it touched his heart to continue to be the best father he could be and also taught her a lesson as well. Of course, to be real, every action we do has a hint of what's in it for me tangled up in there somewhere. So, of course, my thought is, you know, I do this for them. The waitress saw true brotherly love, told her people in the back, and maybe, you know, they thought different about black men for a moment. Maybe we're not all drug dealing thugs and they have to clutch their pocketbooks or whatever. And yes, it was another opportunity to put some seeds in the ground, which at the time seemed like good ground. And I pray the brother and his daughter are doing well. And of course, there, there have been times when our dinner has been paid for for us because of what we put out there. So understand one thing, you know, that motivates me is in a word where it promises the righteous would not be forsaken, which means, you know, being abandoned or kicked to, kicked to the side, nor his seed begging for bread. 
you know, when I think about my son and more importantly, my grandchildren and then their children, you know, they will not have to beg for bread really motivates me to put some more seeds in the ground for them. But I have to also make sure they know what it means to be a sower, to be a giver. So one thing I'm sure to do is to thank God for trusting me with those opportunities. And then I have to ask him, how can this bring you glory, help someone and make me a little bit of money? And those three things are are very important. And I can't remember the episode where I went back and that was to share how that was given to me. But I always ask and I ask you to ask yourself these three questions before you take a business venture or do anything in the business scene or whatever. How can it bring God glory? How can it help somebody? And how can it make you some money? So if we keep it, you know, keep things in that order, you have a better chance of making the right decision. And you also learn you have to be ready for God to grant you what you're asking for. So brothers, put in the work to learn all you can about God and how he moves and also be intentional about your interaction with your fellow man, especially your brother. If we could teach our young brothers this valuable lesson that instead of killing someone, why not try to bless them in some way? Because that brother could be holding the one key that could unlock that treasure box that could change generations. What do you do when God says yes? I suggest you stop, take a look around and be sure you are actually seeing what you see. Seek God for clarity, talk to your spouse, or if you don't have one, your trusted individual, and then come up with a plan to make sure you hit those three points again, which are first one, to make sure you always give God glory. The second one, how is this going to help somebody? And then the third one is, how am I going to make me some money? If you can hit all three of them, then brother, it's time to bust a move. All right, my brothers. We're going to bring this episode to a close. We'll continue the journey forward and hang on for the ride to the next level. As always, I pray you feel the love of the Father. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. So thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.